Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. Best is Hashem. Shalom Bayez, Shir number 395. Today, we're going to talk about self-esteem. We, we already established that a lot of self-esteem, which is extremely important. We have separate Shiorim, Friday Shiorim, uh, and the Svarim Zell Kapliskin, and others about self-confidence and self, self-esteem um, that we're uh, elaborating on because it's such an important part to living a Tyra life and to have healthy Shalom bias. And a lot of self-esteem is dependent on how, what we decide is important to us. You know, when we have things we value, we feel good. And since Simcha Sachayim and happiness is so fundamental to our existence, we always have a strong drive to pursue things that make us happy. But some people, what they pursue may not really be the things that do make them happy. Um, so it's very, very important to understand this. So we're going to talk in general how men are, and women are generally different in the way they pursue their self-esteem. And a disclaimer, of course, there's exceptions to every rule. You know, like we said very often when we talked about the differences in, let's say, libido, the sexual drive between men and women, we say generally speaking, husbands, men seem to have a higher, stronger libido or more sexually interested than women are. It's just a general concept. Obviously, you have many, many situations that it's reverse, that the wife, the woman has a much stronger libido and more desire for the sexual experience than the husband does. It's the same thing over here. Every time we talk about general differences between men and women, we need to understand that, of course, there are exceptions to the rule. So when you ask, for example, a man, a man, what what are the things that make you feel good? Do you what do you pursue with enthusiasm? What are things that would boost your self esteem, that would make you feel fulfilled? So, what are the, what would they say? Now, some people would list good health in that list because people who are in poor health sometimes find it difficult feeling good about themselves. And by the way, this is something we're going to really have a separate sheer to discuss people who are not in best of health and very often through no fault of their own. You know, some are in bad health because of poor choices in the way they eat and take care of their bodies that they really need to reverse and work on themselves. And others just inherently struggle with good health. And the idea is what people don't understand, and Baruch Hashem, people shouldn't for people who have good health, that it really, really is difficult for many people to feel good about themselves when they're not in good health. And this is separate from the etzim agmas nefesh, or the pain or the limitations caused by the poor health. But we add to it by looking at ourselves in a negative way, and it's very, very hard. And we need to have compassion on people who have poor health. But we're talking here beyond that. Obviously, the basics of health, food, shelter are important for normal, healthy living and normal, healthy self-esteem. But beyond that, with men, sometimes they would say a good job would give them healthy self-esteem or intelligence or good-looking kids or well-adjusted kids, financial stability, a respect, which we're going to learn later. Respect is really a key. So these are certain things that when you ask men who what make them happy, and it's generally, and uh, Rabbi Aaron Lane talks about in his book, GPS for a um, Happier Marriage, that it's, he calls it the three P's, prestige, power, and pleasure. 
it's very important to look through and understand this because by understanding this for the men and also the women that are listening, some of you may not be stereotypical and have some of these also drives. So it's important to know yourselves and recognize this. So he happens to quote Miriam Adahan that says that men's self-esteem are more career-centered. A man's work, uh, and it's true whether his work is studying as well, that the focus of a man's life is his career or his tafkid in that way. And the center core upon which he senses his, feels his sense of self and his ego is built. So success in the work, uh, world of work and if you're not in the working world of being, let's say, a Talmud Chacham, a Reish Chabura, whatever it is, is essential for their sense of well-being. Now, that is indeed a, a, a factor that's built into the nature of a man. This idea of that wanting to make a mark on their life, to accomplish something in a, their career, whatever their career may be. So for a male, very often when they ask who I am, it really means what have I accomplished, right? So you, you, you people use the, their accomplishments as a measuring stick to, devout, to, to, to determine their self-worth. So the need to achieve in order to be someone and to feel that they are significant in some way, that's ingrained in people's natures. The need to succeed is a natural human drive, and most people do feel that need to achieve something, to acquire, to build, to succeed, to produce, to accomplish. See, these are one of the things, by the way, when we talk about different religions to open pe- to, to people that are open to it, and we talk about Buddhism as an example. And again, we, we people who are listening to this may found it, find it very foreign, Buddhism, but the truth is, especially in the 60s and then others that youth, Jewish youth that yearn for spirituality, a lot of them ended up in Buddhism and so on and so forth. And this, I heard this story, it was, I think, a famous story with the Dalai Lama, who was not a simple person, but that's a separate subject. But some Jews went to him and and he responded to them, you have your own, such a wealth of religion while you're running here. You have a treasure in your own midst and go follow that, which to his credit, he, from what I heard, he did say, because he has that open-mindedness. But Buddhism actually ha- is connected a lot to real Avedizara, so it's a real, real, real problem. But some of their hashkafas are built on nothing to do with Avedizara. But one of the things that are people learn from is their idea of being always calm and rejecting all the drives, those unhealthy drives, and leading very simple lives and not, you know, and just being yourself and really not accomplishing that much in the world. Now that is an error that draw you because because it, people are built to acquire. It's not a steerer. You could want to acquire and to build and to produce and to accomplish and still lead a simple life and get rid of all the excess that you don't need. So with, with Buddhism, the philosophy, I'm not talking about the Avedizara aspects of it, totally separate, which is obviously usser and very unhealthy, but even there, they have a certain myla with their simplicity, 
but they have that concern with not wanting to accomplish. And that is really deep built into a person. Now, people go overboard with it and become a workaholic or try to succeed in a crazy way and destroy their health. So this is a very important idea. The desire to accomplish what we're calling prestige is especially important to men. And again, some women feel this too. But do, do others see themselves as somebody as a success? Do others see them as unique? So unlike most women whose drive to succeed is about feeling accomplished, um, with a man generally, it's how others perceive him more. He craves the respect he gets for his success, and he feels fulfilled when people think highly of him. And here, you you know, to counteract this, we need to self-work on what the Chazal say in Perkeyavis, right? That you, you're honored by honoring other people. But Lamaisa people do have this, this in them. They want to be respected. And this certain ruchniistic, a positive aspect of wanting to be respected can't be totally quashed. Because again, the Aratzafon from the Alta Slavon Slabatka and others stress this Kayach of Tselamalikim. There is a good side of that covered to take care of your Tselamalikim, to take care of your Neshama. And that is very, very important as well. So this prestige, because it's all about how others perceive you, very often men set their self-worth according to who they know or how important their friends or acquaintances are. Who do I rub my shoulders with? That is why it's tremendous Nisayan. Am I connected to important politicians, well-known rabbis? It's very important, and again, you have to be careful. You want to be medabic to a big Talmud Chacham and an Erlich and even a God Ladar if you can, 100%. But one has to be careful that they're doing it not because I'm close to the Rebbe, I'm close to the Rosh Hashiva, but because just simply you're a soul that needs that manhig to be mashpia on you. But not because you have points by being, okay, I'm so close to this particular tzaddik. You know, I'm so close to, I was a, I was, I was a Ben Bias by Rav Moshe, I was a Ben Bias by whoever, by this Rebbe, the other Rebbe. It's a beautiful thing, but what happens is people, men, in general, get so hyper-focused on that, it becomes unhealthy. Am I accepted by my wealthier neighbors or my peers? You know, what university I attended in these days, what yeshiva I was able to get into, which seminary I was able to get into, where did I graduate from, you know, and so on and so forth, that we lose the ichor of it. So this drive to want to appear successful can come in different stages of life. In it with children, they may want to become more popular or excel in sports or get top grades. So very often it's very important. There's a perfectionism there. We think, okay, I have such nachas from my child. They're always getting on the high 90s on tests. They're getting 100. But with parents have to be acutely aware that maybe there is a self-esteem issue that's buried behind this, right? So it's very important. So as a person grows up, his need to succeed is reflected not like a boy by getting uh, popularity with his friends in a smaller way, but now it's what car he drives, what smartphone he owns, what career he has, the size of his house, the number of his vacations, the length of his vacations. And sometimes a man may go to desperate needs, desperate measures rather, to maintain his image, 
to get into deep debt into the credit card or to lie or cheat or steal chas v'shalom. When we're more from, it becomes very subtle, this prestige business. And as you, you ask yourself, am I knowledgeable in Taira? Will Do people think I'm a Talmud Chacham? What Chiddush did I develop that I, could, that I could share with others so they should know how wise I am? How deep is my relationship to my Rebbe? How do I, do I feel connected with Hashem? So a lot of these are healthy questions. But if you're not motivated right, it could be the wrong questions if you are not you know, focused on what the real tachlis is. So the maisa is, whether a person, a man, is from or not from, the ego is always influenced. It's influenced by the person he marries, you know, her status, her appearance. And this is true in the Torah world too. I'm sorry to say it, and people may get upset, but it is true. You know, you're going to say that a superficial, uh, non-religious person or non-Jew was looking to marry a woman that has status or good looks or money and so on and so forth. We in the entire world very often do the same thing. We may tag on yichus to it. We may even tag on Yerashamayim, but in the worked way, you know, not with, with an image, not really as the human being aspect of it. Or the children and uh, you know, you, you place your your ego on the children, whether they're cute or smart or, or pretty or healthy, their position in the community, and so on and so forth. And it's not healthy. Parents, for example, if they realize that some of their children don't fit a mold, um, it affects their ego, and they don't know how to handle it. You know, they expect uh, their son or daughter to be a certain way, they wanted them to be more better good-looking, and they're not as good-looking. They wanted them to be like the, the perfect student. They're not. So, in the healthy responses, everyone has their own value and worth, and I'm going to love my child and be madrich him or her the way they need to, instead of trying to mold them into our image. So this is a very important aside. And the reason we're bringing all this up here, and what is this doing in a Shalom bias? Sheer, like nothing over here we talk directly about Shalom Bayez, it is extremely key to marriage. In this case, for most men we're talking now, but for some women as well, this idea of prestige, the need to succeed, we have to understand what the healthy aspects of it is versus the unhealthy aspects of it is, because if you have those unhealthy aspects, then it could create a lot of friction in marriage as well. When you look at your wife or your husband as a image of your yourself, you look at them like or your children as a concept, as an extension of yourself, of what you want to be. So therefore you look at your child and you're happy or disappointed in your child based on your vision of how you want to be looked upon on them being your child, people very often in marriages do that with their own wives or their husbands. Sometimes they, their wife, very special, good person, but if they don't fit that quote-unquote pre-existing image in the man's mind of the way a wife is supposed to look or behave or think, and, and again, it goes the other way around too, that creates a very unhealthy aspect of unrealistic expectation that that is really based on a person's own ego. Very often when one is disappointed in their own husband or their own wife, they're really disappointed in their own ego trip 
and what their self-concept con- con- is of what, what wife they are worthy of having in their warped mind or what they are worthy of having, you know, on, on, as a husband. And in reality, you know, we have to let that part go. We have to let that part go. So the, so the idea of wanting to work and to accomplish in the world is a healthy aspect in and of it. In, in, inherently, it is a healthy thing. But at the same time, when it's connected to one's ego, one goes overboard or has a warped thing. For example, the example I gave you, when you are fortunate enough to be close to Gadol Yisrael, you don't use it like a badge on your uniform or use it in a way like I'm superior than other people now and or people will look at me now, I'm a hush of a person because I'm close to this and this Rosh Hashiva or, or this and this Rebbe. That's not what it's there for. That's an unhealthy prestige. The healthy prestige is is you're using it as a vehicle to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the proper anova and the proper humility and the proper perspective. That is why it is so important. So this is an important thing to use this idea of self-esteem for career-oriented aspects and the need to succeed, but to direct it in a healthy way. And by doing this, then your view on your husband, your view on your wife, your view on your children become much, much healthier, where the unhealthy ego is not part of it. Just the healthy aspects of it are, which we're going to talk about more as Hashem in the upcoming Shiorim.